the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host and former Major League Baseball free agent. Yes, baseball is back. I am so excited. And I, once again, I take credit for this and complaining that baseball has been gone because of uh, the war. And we need baseball. We need it. And uh, everybody listened and it's back. Looking forward to that. Also back concerts. Christian Concerts, and my guests this hour, you don't want to miss my guests this hour, are singer-songwriter Chris Tomlin and also J.D. Douglas from Hillsong United. The chances are, if you're singing it in your church or you're singing it in your car, it could be from one of those two guys. And uh, we're looking forward to that. They're kicking off the Tomlin United Tour that has been delayed for three years because of the COVID. So it's going to be fun to talk to them. They kick it off here in San Diego and Los Angeles at the end of this month. And we're going to talk about the shutdown, how it affected them personally, their thoughts, and their impo- and about the importance of getting together again for worship and how great it is that we can gather together again. So we're going to have that on in just a few minutes of this hour, so don't, don't go away. It's a great thing to have uh, J.D. call in because he's in Australia. He's calling from Australia. And if you thought California COVID restrictions were bad, I'm surprised he's even allowed to make a phone call out of the country, frankly. Uh, that might have been restricted, just in case COVID's going to come over the uh, the satellites. Uh, anyway, so he got to be with us, and he's excited about that also. He's allowed to leave the house now, and uh, that's nice. Uh, so we'll have uh, them on here in just a minute. Of course, it's always great to have Chris Tomlin with us. And uh, so, yeah, just a few minutes, we'll have that. So welcome to Southern California Live. We're on from 3 to 5 each and every weekday right here on KKLA in the Los Angeles area and KPRZ in the San Diego area. And we have all kinds of topics that are that are in the news and things going on that are relevant for us in our lives and as Christians, and we want to have a Christian perspective on it and also have some fun together each and every afternoon from 3 to 5. So it's great to be with you. I've got my coffee. I'm ready for the afternoon. The brew of the believer, the home run of hot beverages, I like to call it. You can give me a call and join our program today, 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, and I'm reminded to say it a little bit slower, 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-888-888-528-2557. I keep meaning to call like 800-528-2557, figure out who other people are calling. I'm going to have to do that. Uh, but don't call 800. You call 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to us right here in the program, SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. All right. Well, I do want to mention, and maybe it's not the, maybe to you, it isn't the most urgent thing. Obviously, there are serious things going on in Ukraine and that war and with the prices that we're dealing with and inflation, lots of numbers came out today, and it affects all of us. It affects every single one of us, and some of us um, a lot more than others. But as I, I mentioned right as we kick things off, and I'm, of course I'm kidding that we affected uh, Major League Baseball getting back. Am I kidding? Well, maybe not entirely. Who knows who listens to this show? We need it, and I'm glad that baseball is back. Baseball strike is over. The full season, did you even know there was a baseball strike? <laughs> 
I, you know, it's kind of the off season. It's funny when there's a strike and there's not really a season. You know, if you went out there to Glendale, uh, not Glendale, L.A., Glendale, Arizona, uh, for the Dodger games recently or the Padres out there in uh, Peoria, you were disappointed nobody's there. Uh, it's because they're on strike. It's really a lockout. It's really a owner's lockout is what it is. Anyway, they're back full season to begin April 7th, 162 games. And uh, I think it's great news, not just as a sports fan or a baseball fan, but also to, to anyone. And one of the things that I think we should always think about with this stuff is that it's not just the, the players. You know, as a fan, I'm frustrated that owners and players can't figure it out when everybody's making millions of dollars you know, in that level of things. But the other thing to remember is that not everybody in that business is making millions of dollars. In fact, many, many people who are affected by the lockout are people who are making minimum wage or not getting paid very much. And this affects them. So when a sporting event doesn't happen, um, when there's a strike or a lockout that we've seen in uh, different sports at different times, it's the vendors, it's the people who do the fields, it's all kinds of people who are affected. In fact, the Major League Baseball Players Association put together a fund to uh, help those people because they know. They know that, you know what, if there's nobody making Dodger dogs, a lot less people are going to the game. That would affect me going to the game. If you go down to uh, to San Diego and at Petco Park, which is an amazing stadium, you know what? If there's uh, no one in the Randy Jones barbecue, I may not go. You know, there's there's all kinds of people who are doing a lot of hard work to make sure that you can have a good time. And something about it that I think matters, especially when there's crazy stuff going on, is it's a way to get together with other people, with friends, to get outside, to uh, enjoy the sport, but also enjoy being with people. Uh, I've always loved it. Do you love it? Are you a sports fan? Do you do you pay attention to this kind of stuff? Is it a is it a pastime for you? Meaning something that is, um, we call it the American pastime. And throughout our history, baseball over the last hundred years, a little more longer than that, what is it, about one hundred and uh, one hundred and thirty years maybe that there's been Major League Baseball. It's been an important part of our history. And other sports matter. Uh, L.A. Hockey Kings, they're having a good season. Uh, Kings, you should go to a game this year. They're having a good season. Lakers. Well, kind of a disaster. Clippers are a little better. But I'm looking forward to uh season. This could be the last year that some of the Dodgers that have been playing are together. The Angels will be a different team. Padres, uh, I think, are looking pretty good. There are 200 free agents. None of them were allowed to be signed over the off season. So it's going to be crazy if you follow that kind of stuff. You know, I'm a fan, and I started going when I was a kid. And speaking of inflation, the ticket prices are crazy. And I understand that. It's really hard to go with a family. Hard to get people to go. $5 seats I used to buy at Dodger Stadium. Day of the game, $5 seats to sit out in the outfield in the pavilion. And I loved doing that. We had uh, some friends, and we would go, and one friend would drive his Toyota pickup from Palmdale, California, to Dodger Stadium, and a bunch of us would ride in the back of this pickup because you could do that back in those days. Imagine that. You're in the back of a tiny pickup truck driving 70 miles an hour down the 5 near Silmar. And you're just flying through, and it was uh, a lot of fun. Fortunately, we never had an accident. If we had, I probably wouldn't be here. Uh, that's why some of those those laws have been changed. But that was the era, and we would sometimes we would just leave spur of the moment after school in high school, and we'd drive down there, and you could stand in line at the ballpark and actually get tickets for five bucks. And uh, that was fantastic. It's the, that era is kind of gone, but I miss that. That was such a great, important thing I think growing up. And if they didn't have tickets. There's also something else that's that's gone that was part of it back then. And uh, I'm reminiscing a little bit here, but but bear with me. 
did you ever buy uh, tickets from one of the scalpers outside of a stadium somewhere? Uh, we did. If you ever got down there and there were no $5 tickets, which would happen often, you know, if Fernando Valenzuela was pitching, there were often no tickets left. Uh, if uh, And there was nothing better than Fernando Mania at Dodger Stadium. Still, that was that was the best. It was so great. When Fernando threw his no-hitter a few years later, I bawled. I actually cried. It was so exciting. And I was a grown-up, I think, when that happened. I'm just all alone in my living room crying. Uh, it was exciting. There was a guy, if we were out of tickets, there's always people selling tickets, right? But we actually had our favorite, our favorite ticket scalper. His name was Pee Wee. And uh, I doubt that that's his real name. But he had a company, a ticket scalping company. It was called Pee Wee's Tickets. And he had a business card that he would hand you. And Pee Wee ran his ticket scalping company from a tree in Elysian Park. Uh, Elysian Park, if you're not familiar, is surrounding uh, Dodger Stadium right around the uh, main entrance at Stadium Way. Elysian Park's a beautiful park. You can go there, have your, bar- your barbecues and uh, other stuff, and uh, lots of people do that before the game. It's where you would tailgate uh, if you were a, a Dodger fan. You can't do that inside the stadium. At least you weren't able to back then. I still think you can't do that. And uh, you would do that. The police academy is right there. Um, so this guy has business cards and a phone number, and he was like, all the way up a sycamore tree, and that's where you had to find him. Like, no kidding. He was sitting on a branch, peewee. <laughs> He's just dangling from a branch, and you'd say, uh, yeah, you got any tickets? And uh, he'd say, are you a cop? No, uh, and, which is funny. When I'm 16 years old, you a cop? Yeah, I'm a cop. What, does I look like I'm a cop? I just came down from the police academy. But uh, I don't think it was illegal, actually. I think they didn't want him doing it. I think that the rule, it might even still be the rule, that you can't sell the tickets at, inside the ballpark, inside the fence, but you can right outside. Maybe that's changed. A lot of things have changed since then. Anyway, I would find Pee Wee, and the funny part is how often we met this guy. We bought tickets from Pee Wee, and I'm not kidding. He was sitting in a tree. He was up in that tree, and just like Zacchaeus, he was in a tree. Uh, And he was, like Zacchaeus, a a wee little man. He was a Pee Wee little man. A wee Pee Wee little man was he. We had a song. And I'm not even kidding. One time we were just hanging out with him and we told him about Jesus. And uh, he listened. And I don't know if he got saved or not. Uh, we were not invited to his house for dinner like the rest of that story goes. Uh, but we had many chats and we got some great seats from Pee Wee. He had amazing contacts for his tickets. Maybe that was the illegal part. Now that I'm thinking about it, like giving us the tickets, that wasn't bad. But uh, wherever he got them, maybe that's the part we weren't supposed to know about. Until eBay came along, and then uh, StubHub put him out of business forever. No more Pee-wee. And I remember that. I remember asking. Last time I saw him, I asked him, I said, hey, are you going to start selling these things on eBay? That's where most people are doing it now. No, man, that's not going to last. Some people just get it wrong, you know, like Larry David in that commercial they keep showing. Um, It just, uh, it didn't happen. Anyway, of course, we're talking about $5 tickets that way. So, you know, maybe we got some great field-level tickets from him, too. But the, the, the face value back in that day, was like $45. And anywhere in the field level, too. They've changed it now in most stadiums, right? They figured out that the behind-home plate uh, field-level seat uh, is different than the way-out-by-the-foul-pole field-level seat. And they figured out they can charge differently, almost per seat. But back then, everything was the same. I think it was 45 bucks maybe to sit field-level, maybe 55 One time, I had to buy tickets off of one of Pee Wee's competitors, and I paid way too much. And I was on a date in college, and I guess uh, I wanted to impress her. It's not very impressive to take a date to a ball game and not already have tickets, by the way. And uh, so I, I had to find a scalper, and I did. And we got amazing seats. They were field level, Dodger Stadium behind the visitors dugout about halfway up. It was incredible. 
and we sat next to these ladies who were acting very strangely toward us during the game. And they didn't say anything to us, except they kept looking at us. And I just thought, why are you looking at us? This is the strangest thing, but they're not saying anything. About the third inning, uh, we go to get nachos, which is my third inning rule. I go get some nachos at third inning. We come back and they look at us and they say, okay, are these your seats? We don't think these are your seats. Okay, yeah, there are seats. We show them our ticket stubs and yep, it's our seats. And then they, they took their suspicious gaze away from us and started cursing about a guy named Sam who apparently one of the ladies works with, who she gave the tickets to because she wanted to get to know him better for romantic reasons, and he was supposed to be going to the game with them. And instead, Sam sold them to us in the out, in the outside of Dodger Stadium. And uh, she was just so upset. And then she said, she said, how much did you pay for these? And I said, $75 each. There was a lot more cursing of Sam for the rest of the game, and Sam was at home with $150 of free free money that he got for those tickets. I'm, somehow I'm thinking they never went out. Somehow I'm thinking that one that one didn't work out for them uh, too well. Anyway, baseball is back, and I'm excited about that. And with the f- inflation and the war and other things, I think it's a good thing. I want to encourage you to get out. A um, couple of ways that you need to get out. Uh, if you're still kind of at home, still kind of nervous about things, um, you got to get out with people. Start with church. If you haven't gone back to church, we're going to talk about this a little bit here in just a couple of moments. You're listening to Southern California Live, and I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I've got Chris Tomlin and J.D. Douglas from United Hillsong on with me in just a moment. And uh, we're going to talk about how everything got shut down. People are worshiping kind of at home, and it's time to get back out there and be with people. If you haven't been going to church, can I encourage you to do that? Can I take some time to really say, hey, uh, you know what, it's okay. Churches have been meeting, you know, across the country for a year and a half, most of them. Um, and I know that's, that's for some people, and you might have a good reason, you might have some vulnerabilities and other stuff, but I think for right now, it's probably a good time to get out there and just worship God with other believers. Take the time to do that. Uh, and then do something else. Take some time to get out and have some fun. Have you Have you done that? And you don't have to spend a lot of money. Uh, We'll talk later today about maybe some ways to save money because everything's crazy. But I do think that it is okay as a believer, scripturally speaking, to get out there and enjoy your life, to take some time with friends, to go do something that's fun and go to a sporting event, go to a concert, you know, take, figure out how to do it from a budget standpoint and be with other people. That is one of the things that maybe we we didn't realize as much as that being locked in all this time, not being with people. It's weird. It's we, it's weird from the context of humanity to not be out with people. We are not designed to not be with people. God did not make us this way. God made us for fellowship. You are made to be with people. And I know that some of you who are extroverts, you're just blowing up and you just need to do it. Some of you are introverts and I get it. Uh, I, I have really close friend who's an introvert and uh, you know, his, his thing is that if you're at like a family gathering or if you're at a party or something and he's with a bunch of people, he will ask if he can help with something and he hopes that you ask him to take out the trash and he'll take out the trash for an hour and 15 minutes just so he can get some alone time. You know, I get it, but even for him, and if you're kind of in that boat, 
be with some people, start with church and go to church on Sunday and worship God. And if you don't like the music or you don't like the pastor or whatever, you know, you might want to ask yourself why you're going there. But otherwise, if it's not your favorite thing, sing to the Lord, sing the best you can to the Lord and do that with other people. That's how you're designed. I think it'll help you. I think with whatever anxiety you have or concerns you might have about the world today, about your own circumstances, being with God's people with that attitude, whether you're in church, which matters, or whether you're outside with God's people, because you're the church, not the building. So wherever you go, you're a church. Do it. Invite a friend out who doesn't know Jesus and just be with them so that they're at church because they're with you. Can I encourage you to do that? Baseball is coming back. That's a great way to do it. Sporting events, if that's not your thing. Find a concert or go to the park. Go find a place to be with people. That's some some encouragement for you today. We're going to be back here in just a moment with Chris Tomlin and J.D. Douglas from Hillsong United. So you want to pay attention to that. Don't go away. This is the Thursday edition of Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. All right, everybody. My guests today are Chris Tomlin and J.D. Douglas from Hillsong United. They are part of the Tomlin United Tour that's coming to San Diego on March 29th and Los Angeles on April 2nd. And uh, it's great to have you gentlemen on Southern California Live. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Well, it's great to have you. We're excited to have you here in Southern California. And by the uh, end of March, beginning of April, people might be riding horses to the show because of gas prices. Uh, do you guys do any country western i i've got plenty of that yeah let me know (laughs) i bet you do chris well i really appreciate uh you coming on the show hey you um obviously both of you were doing concerts and traveling the world and then all of a sudden two years ago that stopped and uh let's talk about that uh for a moment what were the last couple of years like for you things changed you're you're at home what was it like well, for me, this is Chris talking here. Yeah, for me, it's been, uh, you know, an interesting time. Obviously, it's uh, my whole life has been traveling and on the road. I, I say my, my whole life, most of my life, the last 25 years of my life have yeah. been um, traveling and playing music and at, on that kind of routine and that pace and that rhythm. And so for me, it was a really... Uh, change of life change of pace especially with my family it was a it was a gift in one sense because of just being so much with my with my family and and having this amazing time we had a baby in the in the midst of this time which has been incredible so yeah. family family has grown and there's been a lot of precious time but also holding on to the you know it's not just everybody's been effect, it was affected right and has been affected and so it the the it trickles down and the ripple effects of this are, are massive from just the band to my, to crew, to bus drivers, to venues, to all the things right. that, that, that make this world go around, especially when the music. And if you were in, if you're in any kind of like uh, industry that gathers people, whether it be music or church or events or whatever, that was, I mean, it was a massive halt, you know, right. anything of gathering people. And so it was not a time of thriving, obviously, but we've written, but in this moment, I've just been able to write so many songs and, um, you know, do what um, I feel like God's gifted me to do is just is write songs. And, and so I'm, I'm excited about new songs that are coming, new songs that have come. And, you know, it's been a special thing. And we were, we were talking about this has been uh, three years. This 
tour has been three years since we've been planning this tour in the making that we're finally going to get to do it. And so, cause we had started planning before COVID hit and then all that shut everything down. So, so we are ready to go to say the least. Yeah. I think everybody's excited about that. Uh, JD, how about you? How uh, did COVID treat you? What did you, what did you do during this time? Yeah. You know, similar to Chris spending, you know, the last couple of decades being able to travel and share this incredible news that we have in, in the God that we serve and just overnight felt like everything stopped and not only did everything stop, but it felt like everything changed. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's been a time similar to Chris for me. I've got three young kids and, um, you know, so much confusion and unknown, but in the midst of it, um, taking that time to, to be able to breathe and to be able to spend time with family and also just to, be able to discover, God, what are you doing right now? What do you want to be doing? And um, and I love that God is in every moment. And so, yeah, similar to Chris, making the most of it. And it's more than anything, I think it's made us excited to be able to get back together and, um, yeah, really share what God's doing and has done in our hearts and, and be able to just gather and celebrate with people again, which is why we're so excited about you know, we're going to travel and do this tour together. That is very exciting. And I'm glad to hear that uh, this time was not only good for uh, your family. Uh, Chris, you have uh, three children, is that right? Yeah, three girls. Uh, three okay. little girls. Um, and uh, you got to spend time with your family and stuff. But you, when you're having this time, lots of people today use this time to rethink their life. And they're coming out of it going into completely different careers. or They've rethought their calling. Do you ever have a moment when you're like, I don't want to go back out there? <laughs> you know, obviously the road is tough. I mean, it's mm-hmm. tough. It is not a glamorous life, and it—that's the hard thing is it takes you away from your family and a lot. And yeah, I would be lying if I didn't say I wish that I could just do everything virtual from home and I would be home every day. But that's not what—that's not what I do, you know. And that's not what I signed up for, and that's not what this is about for me. And you know, it's and so. God has given me an opportunity to share this music with people, and that's what we continue to do. And uh, and I'm so glad that I get it's back and it's happening. And you know, and so being there's nothing like being in front of people and being face to face with people. You know, in the in, with your music, sharing it live. I mean, you can only go so far with you know listening to your music, streaming your music, or how you listen to it. You know, it, it it's experiencing it together, and that takes getting out there and doing it. And and so I'm I'm excited that we can do that again, and yeah. uh, get, and grateful that grateful that there's still opportunity and people still want to come and be a part of it, and it's exciting. JD, you grew up with Hillsong, basically. Uh, is this always been the thought that you had for your your calling uh, in ministry? <laughs> um, yeah, the, the honest answer is no. I think for me, the one thing that I've always wanted to do is to serve God and to build the church and really have always tried to have that attitude of here, like Isaiah prayed in Isaiah 6, 8, just being like, God, here I am, send me. Mm. Um, I'll do whatever you want. And really just using every opportunity in every day to find those moments to be like, all right, God, what do you want to do today? How do you want to use me? And, um, and you know, it's really for the last 20 years, it's been being able to, to put the the scripture and the truth of who God is into song and encourage people with that. And it's something that, and again, the Bible promises as you do serve God and chase him that he can do beyond anything you could think, dream or imagine. And I definitely feel like I've been a part of living that faith journey. And so 
yeah, I ne- never set out to do what we get to do today, but I'm definitely extremely humbled and honored that I get that I get to do what we get to do. You know, you you both are the top downloaded worship artists in the world. There's all kinds of videos and people saying, and you know, an interesting thing that happened during the COVID is suddenly we're at home and we're watching church on TV, you know, around the world. We're on our phones or whatever, and we're not singing with other people. And if you think it's not loud enough or too loud, you can just use your own volume control. Um, or you don't have to <laughs> sing or, or participate. It was weird for me as a pastor. Suddenly I'm going to church, and not only that, I'm going to my own church, and that was weird. Do I like this pastor? What do I think about, you know, my church? Um, now we're coming back. What would you say about the person who is saying, you know what, I like just staying home and having pancakes and doing church at home? Uh, I don't think I'm going back. Okay, Chris. I get that in a, in a sense, you know, there's been a great time for me as my, as w- one of the resets for me is with my ki- with my girls and really stepping up and leading them. You know, sometimes we let the, we just depend on other people to do everything, school to teach them, that maybe the church, their, their teachers to teach them about God. And it's been an amazing time of me stepping up. And so, you know, as, a, as, as the leader of the family to lead my family. And I've really, I've really, um, been grateful for that opportunity. Um, however, you know, there is, there is that moment, there is that moment of the, you can't replace of, of me together and mm-hmm. sharing life together. You cannot be by yourself and especially living out a life of faith. You are, I mean, it is, there's so much coming at you. There's so much that wants to destroy your life. I mean, there's a scripture that says the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. And, but, and that is so true that everywhere, you know, we turn, evil wants to destroy your life. And so when you're so rooted in a community of people and a community of faith, it's so strong is, is that is, that is the God's plan on this earth, right? Is his people and his church being together and, and changing the world through all the things the church does. And so you can't neglect that as well. But I do understand that love of just like, wow, I really love this time with my family. This, This really sweet, intimate time. Yeah, how about you, J.D.? What's your thought about, why is it important to really physically leave the house, come to church, be with other believers instead of just streaming or downloading our favorite worship songs and singing in the car or the shower or wherever? Well, I think one of the benefits and one of the most important things is that just, it it forces you to brush your teeth and to comb your hair (laughs) and to, uh, you know, make sure that you just don't... Yes. You know, crawl up into a hole and never look after yourself. So it's definitely gonna, it's definitely gonna uh, help you in that front. But no, on a serious note, uh, I love what Chris said, and for me, that scripture uh, that teaches us to not forsake the gathering together mm-hmm. of the saints, and and it gives us the why behind that, and because it's the purpose of being able to encourage each other to put courage into not only ourselves but those around us, and we were created for community. And it's an opportunity to actually receive the courage from other people's faith and other people's walk to do um, and to be who God's created us to be. And I know for me, um, a couple of months ago, when we finally had some insanely tight restrictions lifted and we were able to meet again, and it had been quite some time that we were online, man, that first Sunday when we got together and we got to sing, we got to worship, we got to uh, hang out, it was like, you know, there's definitely perks of being able to watch church in bed with a coffee in your pajamas. But um, I I appreciated some of that, but there is nothing like being able to be in a room together. And I think that faith, that encouragement, not just of what you get to say to people, but to be able to see someone else who's, you know, doing their own journey and they're still worshiping God and 
receiving his word. I think that it really it's encouraging and really that this tour for us, these nights that we are going to get to do, that's one of our biggest prayers is that wherever you are on this journey of life, whether you're new to faith, whether your faith feels like it's waning, that as we get get to get together and we declare these incredible truths of who God is, that people are going to walk away so encouraged in who God is and how much God's got them and how much God has in front of them. And um, I know that's what I'm looking forward to. Jonathan, you're speaking to us today from Sydney. You mentioned the restrictions that were in Australia, and we heard all kinds of things, you know, here in the States and our, our news and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, apparently you were handcuffed to your, your couch and you couldn't leave the house or something. But um, <laughs> It's pretty close. It's pretty close to that, I think. Let me ask you this. How would you say this period of time maybe has impacted people coming to faith in Australia? Was this something that caused people to really examine uh, the spiritual realities of the world and their life? Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, listen, we got a little bit crazy down under here in Australia and the restrictions were, yes, quite interesting. At one stage, you were only allowed to go five kilometers from your front door. And wow. so um, that's like about two, two and a half miles. And, um, and so really, I guess as frustrating as it, as it was that, I know for me that it's an opportunity as well just to go, man, when everything kind of gets taken away, what have you got? Right. And I think that it, it meant that, you know, people, I think, were asking asking questions, you know, things that maybe we were leaning on were taken away. And I know for me that, um, yeah, and again, just that opportunity to trust that God is actually in control, even when we can't see it. I love, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is a scripture that I've built my life on, to trust in the Lord and not lean in your own understanding. And, and as you do that, he directs and clears your paths. And I think for sure it, it brought out either the best or the worst in people. And um, and again, for me, getting an opportunity to, to strip everything away and the and understand that I stand on the simple truth of the, the work and way of who Jesus is. And so, yeah, I think it was definitely a, a time that opened everyone's eyes and reality and, um, yeah, made us all couch potatoes. Yeah, it did. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. Our guests today are singer-songwriter Chris Tomlin and J.D. Douglas from Hillsong United. And uh, Chris, I had this thought, and really maybe for both of you, but You've been doing this for a long time. There's so many songs, and people know your songs. You go to you guys go to your concerts, and uh, people. Uh, a great thing about going to the concerts is so many people know all the words. Right? It's like an amazing choir, um, which really I think scripturally the congregation is the choir, right? In a New Testament sense. But here's something I've wondered. You know, personally. Uh, you do these songs, you do the routines, you've got a set and you're doing it every few days in a big crowd. Chris, is there a song that is so personal to you that even if nobody likes it, even if your managers are saying, please don't put that in the set, nobody sings along. Do you have a song that is like your spiritually just moves you every time you do it uh, still? I'm sure that every song kind of does, but is there one that just really you still go, wow, God, thanks for that? Uh, two come to mind. One is... Um with whom shall fear God of angel armies. And that is a sense of this idea of faith. You know, it just, it just seems to that song just seems to 
breakthrough in every in whatever's going on in the world and whatever's going on in my life and whatever's going on, it just seems to be the one that speaks to the moment because we, especially right now we have so much fear in the world and everything's on fire and everybody hates each other and division and yada 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 and it just speaks to you know our our story is a story of faith it's not a story of fear and and that all through scripture there's been so much fear and so much things come against God's people but but to stand in faith and say, I, I know who goes before me, you know, I know who stands behind me, you know, the one who reigns forever, he's a friend of mine. What, what, what an incredible thing to think. The mm-hmm. one who reigns all is a, is a, calls a friend. That is so powerful to me. And so that one really, every time I sing it, I feel like, I feel faith rise up in the room. And then, and then uh, sometimes I, I hardly ever play it, but when I do, I always, it just takes me back to this old song I wrote um, back in the 1900s. You might remember the 1900s, but I wrote this song. And it was called, <laughs> I think it's 1996. I think uh, we fall down, and uh, it's a little bit simple chorus. And every every time I've played it since now, it just brings me back to those that those very very first days and thinking how in the world you know did write this little song and then it's led to all these other songs and so it's always been really special oh that's great how about you uh, jd is there a song that you particularly just personally like you want to do it even if uh it's not other people's favorite yeah for me it's any song that chris tolman has written i think that um i'm, I'm always fighting our guys to stop doing so many hillsong united songs and just do more tolman songs because everyone sings those ones right right now and um so really, if we're doing a worship night and it's just nobody's engaged, you just pick any Tomlin song and it just changes the atmosphere. <laughs> and um, really, so if anyone could get anything out of this interview, I'd really say just, you know, singing Chris Tomlin songs is going to absolutely transform your life. But uh, <laughs> as much as I'm joking, it's actually true as well. But uh, no, um, I guess it's, I, I would, I'll pick two quickly. There's one song that we've done, it's called With Everything, and it's just... It is what it is. It's a song that it reminds you that, you know, we can just give God everything, every part of our lives. And the way it's kind of been structured, it's the song that you just can't sing half-hearted. And it's something about it that, you know, there's woes in it, that it's just that they're, they're shouts of praise. And it's just kind of good to tell you, to remind yourself that God is worthy of being praised and that we can give him everything. And, um, and then I think a song that for us we thought was, you know, okay, but has blown us away how many people have resonated is that little song called Oceans. And I think mm. what it stands for and where it comes from that, that to, you know, that whole moment where Jesus calls Peter out of the boat. And, um, and I think that one watching how much people have like connected with it and also how true it is every single day, God calls us to step out and to trust him. And so I think the biggest thing for this tour, and people can maybe contact us and let us know, it's we just don't know whether Taya should lead it or whether Tomlin should, or maybe even better, maybe I should just sing it by myself and everyone can hop off yeah. stage and do a cappella. <laughs> and I think that's that's how the song was written and created to be done. So, you know, I might really step into that gap this tour and who knows what will happen. I think that Please. sounds fantastic. Yeah, you know, uh, you said, uh, well, what about oceans? Well, it's just okay. And then God blows it up. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, when you when you speak to that, could you maybe give advice to uh, young worship leaders who are listening, who might be just thinking so much about uh, the 
the performance, the stage lights, the microphones, the sound, the set, the social media, all the other stuff that's going on. What would you, what's your best thought for people who are leading worship today in the local church? Oh man, all that stuff can be helpful, but it's just, it's just not that important. You know, I think the greatest advice I could give to anyone and who's, I guess, on that journey, maybe has a desire to serve God and to write songs, but even has a desire to serve God in any area. I think I kind of mentioned the scripture before, but my biggest encouragement is just to be like to live a life that just trusts and relies on God's way and, and God's will and don't get too caught up on, on the process and the journey, whether it goes the way you want it to or not. I think, you know, I could probably speak on behalf of all of our journeys and I know for us as the United crew, uh, we never dreamed that we'd be able to be able to do what we get to do today and we and we didn't even try. For us it was just about taking every single day with whatever God has put in our hands and use that to the glory of his name to help others. And that's really been the only, our only goal. And um, and we are blown away that we'd have this opportunity to be on the radio right now and be talking about what God's doing and what, what God has done. And I think that we can get caught up in the striving and the trying to make stuff happen. And sure, we're diligent and work as hard as we can. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, God is the one that is going to build our lives and God is the one that's going to bring us opportunities and his opportunities are better than the ones that we want. So opportunity to encourage one person, uh, tell one person about Jesus is what it's all about. And so trust him in that journey and uh, don't get caught up too much in the stuff and just, you know, God is a faithful God. And when you do it his way, not our way, it's always a better way. Yeah. Hey, Chris, uh, what are you doing for Easter? You got Easter plans? Oh, buddy. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a massive weekend. We do Good Friday Nashville. Uh-huh. And, um, in fact, in fact, we'll be doing Good Friday worldwide this year as well. So people can tune in all over the world. But Good Friday Nashville is at Bridgestone Arena. And I've done that each year except for the last two COVID years, and which is the night of obviously worship around Good Friday. And it's a powerful, powerful night. And then on Easter Sunday, then that's with Max Lucado. And then Max and I on Easter. Uh, you're going to love this. J.D. will especially love this. We're doing the Bristol NASCAR, NASCAR's biggest um, race of the year. Bristol, Tennessee is on Easter this year, and it falls on Easter, and so they're holding an Easter gathering before the race no of kidding. all things. And so we're talking NASCAR and Easter come together, and I and I get to be a part of leading that with my buddy Max Cicado. So it will be a full-on weekend. That sounds really cool. Do they have a NASCAR in Australia, JD, or maybe it's the same, but the cars just drive the other way around the track? How does it work? Yeah, that's right. No, we, we don't have NASCAR here in Australia, but uh, we definitely can watch and follow that from here. And um, wow, that is that's why Chris Tolman is the man. He's leading worship at NASCAR on Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> Wow, that is just amazing. I I am so excited for you, brother. That is epic. (laughs) What are you doing, J.D., on uh, Easter Sunday? You know, uh, I'm just going to, you know, keep it simple and read my Bible and pray and, you know, not let the worldly cards get in the way. And uh, (laughs) that's uh, I'm just teasing. Nothing death-defying. No one only loves you when when they tease you, just for anyone who might be thinking that I'm offensive. But, uh, no, um, yeah, for us, it's it's just going to be church and family. And um, I think, you know, I'll, we arrive on Good Friday, I think, back from this, the first run of this tour. And so it'll be good to be with family and friends and church and 
yeah, celebrate Jesus and uh, eat some good food. Yeah, that sounds really good. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, tour real quick, and then uh, we'll wrap it up. The Tomlin United Tour is coming to San Diego on March 29th at the Pachanga Arena, and it will be in Los Angeles on April 2nd, the Bank of California Stadium. I don't know if you know, they misspell bank. It's B-A-N-C of California. I don't know why they spell it that way. Uh, but it's going to be in Los Angeles. Well, what can people? What should people know about this tour? Well, again, three years in the making, so it yeah. better be good. It better and, be, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so it's exciting. You know, first time we've got to do this together, come together, and that's an exciting thing, too. I think bringing our both of um, our worlds, the, the you know our cultures, all the different things together is going to be exponential. I think it's special, and to be able to share these songs, I'm just thinking of the songs that we will be singing through that whole night. And my buddy Pat Barrett, you know, be, is 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 opening night as well, and he's no slouch. He's written three of the biggest songs in the world right now, and so you've got like that to. Uh, some of my songs and the United songs all together in one night. I cannot imagine a more special night of singing and of, of praising God and also reaching people who, uh, like JD said, you know, maybe you know mm-hmm. nowhere close to, to God, but it's a great place to bring someone because I think you'll have an incredible encounter. For me, that's what it is for every night. We pray, God, we just have an encounter with people. We just want you to have an encounter with people. And get us out of the way and let people see your love and your grace and your mercy in their life. And I think people will sense that. Yeah. J.D., do you have anything to add other than uh, it'll be great to see Chris Tomlin? Yeah, yeah totally. I'm just going to get a big bowl of popcorn and just watch Chris do his thing and, uh, and jump up there when I need to, really. That's all I'm thinking yeah. about. But uh, uh, I, I love what Chris said. For us, Like, it's going to be a celebrate. This is like we have been planning this for three years, but also when we actually met like decades ago, even got to connect with Chris as a team, instantly we felt like we were family. And we, we, from the from straight off the bat, we talked about doing something like this like decades ago. And so it's God's timing is always right. So um, I just I just know that God's plan for these nights to be something special. And I love what Chris said because same thing for us. I'm like, man, wherever you're at on this walk of this journey of discovering God and getting to know him, I'm just believing it's going to be the kind of night that you're going to walk away going, man, I met God. Hopefully the music mm. is okay, but you're going to have a, the kind of encounter that just gets, gets you exactly what you well, – I can guarantee Tomlin will be okay. United, we'll see. Could go either way. But um, <laughs> no, I, 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 <laughs> you know, I, we're going to dance. I'll tell you that much. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, I, I always take notes off Tomlin. Man, that guy can move. He does the tornado like nobody. And um, <laughs> but no. <laughs> well, right there, I'm, I'm getting extra tickets now. We're going to see that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna be a time. But yeah. um, no, I think for, for sure, the like what Chris touched on, what, what fires us up is that peak that. It'd be the kind of environment where you could bring your friend. Like, you know, we're going to some of these arenas and different venues that maybe someone wouldn't step foot into a church because of some, you know, preconceived idea that's right. probably wrong. But it's the, it's the kind of environment that I think it's going to be in, inviting to be able to say, you know, hey, we'd love you to come and check out what I'm passionate about, what I love. And, you know, or you could just trick them and tell them well, you're going to Coldplay and then there gets Chris Tomlin, you know, Chris Martin, Chris Tomlin, same thing, right? And, um, and uh, yeah, and I, I, 
I'm believing the greatest thing out of this trip is going to be some incredible salvation stories yes. and encounters. Yes. So, um, I think so you're yeah, right. I encourage you. I'm, I'm, I'm daring you to bring someone along and see what God can do. Ah, did you hear that, and Southern um, California Live audience? You're dared to go. We dare you to go. Hey, uh, everybody should go. I think it's going to be exciting. I think you're right. I think that there's going to be salvations. There's going to be people inviting their friends. For many people, it's their first time out with a group of people. That's coming up. To get tickets, go to TomlinUnited.com, TomlinUnited.com. And uh, you can get tickets. The tour dates here in Southern California are March 29th, where your tour kicks off right here in uh, San Diego. And uh, then on April 2nd in Los Angeles, Chris Tomlin and uh, J.D. Douglas, thank you for joining us here on Southern California Live today. We really appreciate your time. Absolutely, buddy. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Great Great to hear you, J.D., all the way from Australia. Love you, buddy. Can't wait to do this together. All right. God bless yeah, you, gentlemen. You Thank you. All right. Uh, we're going to pray for your tour, and I uh, hope everything goes well. Thanks for joining us today. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. That's it, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for the uh, the laugh, and I really appreciate uh, your time. And we're going to be uh, giving away some tickets and a couple of giveaways and other stuff. So I think people are excited. I'm excited about it. Yeah, man. Thank you for uh, giving us uh, this opportunity. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. Hey, let's take a moment and uh, pray for this tour and those two guys. You know what I really enjoyed about that is how how they interact with each other and they can just have fun with each other and joke around. I think that there is something about that as far as being believers. We need to we need to have joy. We need to joke around, um, not to not take things seriously. I don't mean that at all, but I'm sure that Jesus joked around with his disciples. I'm sure they probably didn't write it down because we wouldn't get the jokes today. But uh, you have to know that Jesus was making some jokes about Matthew being a tax collector and uh, James and John, sons of thunder. Those those had to be pretty funny jokes. And I think that's something you do when you love each other. And when you're in ministry together, that's something that's really good. Let me pray real quick for for them in this tour. Thank you, God, for uh, Chris Tomlin and J.D., Douglas and everybody involved with their tour and their teams. God, we pray for their protection against the evil one, all the temptation that comes when you're under the lights and you have all that attention. God, we pray against the evil one. We pray that they would both be right with you, that they would be holy in their walks, that they would commit to you, and that their ministry would be successful in your eyes, not in ticket sales, but in the spiritual growth of everybody who goes, including those who aren't believers who might get saved because they hear the joy of knowing Jesus Christ and they understand what Jesus did for them, dying on the cross for their sins, why we worship him, and the joy of knowing that there is resurrection and everlasting life. We pray for that concert here in San Diego and Los Angeles coming up and around the world as they tour. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody, you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. You can get the podcast of this hour on kkla.com and kprz.com fairly soon if you want to hear this interview again in this hour. We'll be back for hour number two on this Thursday edition of Southern California Live. Thanks for being with us. Do not go away. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.